You're listening to the Hammersley Brothers Podcast. If you'd like to get started with three of our best tools, see the link in the show notes. They're free and video training is included. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, we're talking about finding the lever within the lever and finding the things that actually move the needle. The process we go through to find the little things that make big impacts on your e-commerce growth. So without further ado, let's get started. Ian, how are you? I'm okay. Well, all right. We we're just explaining how, um, you know, we always do this podcast in my evening when I'm, you know, just trying to wind down, having a little, little rest. Wait. And then you I come wait on until you're just about to, what? to kind of collapse and then I pounce and I say, right, let's, let's record a podcast. Let's do a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a bit weird timing this week because we, we already did a, a, a different one and because I'm going away next week and all that jazz. Um, and you're you're going you're going to that big American event next. Is that next week in Atlanta? Yeah, yeah, it is. Do you want to do you want to plug? Speak at the Mailchimp. Okay. Well, speaking at Mailchimp, yeah, we we did it did did it. I spoke at the London event, um, which was a big event, which I think we spoke about before, and that was the one that had um, Steve. I spoke in between. I was slightly shocked actually at why they. You know the the magnitude of it all, but I spoke between Louis Theroux, Martina Navratilova, who was a, obviously a famous e-commerce <laughs> marketer, and uh, and and Stephen Bartlett from Diary CEO. Now I was in I was in between these 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 mm. two groups, and uh, and I spoke, and obviously you know spoke as well as you know a young a young man from Stoke could speak. Yeah. At the event, anyway, they must have must have enjoyed it because they invited me to go to um to it probably Atlanta, probably you didn't got a clue there, with is... your what you were saying with your northern accent, and they thought you said he doesn't yeah, he doesn't know what he's it. saying, but his slides look good, so he must he must be. And people are nodding their heads in the audience, <laughs> yeah. so let's get him over to Atlanta, and um, <laughs> and we'll put we'll get a translator and we'll put subtitles underneath. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't you're absolutely I haven't seen, right. Do you, I mean. Can people sign up for the event next week because it's online or something like that? Or what is it? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you, you can. You can well, sign up. You can sign up. It's, it's, called, it's called the Marketing Success Week, but probably by the time this podcast goes out, probably it's fine. Well, I'll try and, I'll try and get it out early next success. week. I'll try and get it early next week before it. What day yeah. is it? What day is it? I'm speaking on the 5th of October. I mean, it's, la- it's live yeah. and it's free. So it's live and it's free. Yeah. Um, do you know what? I, actually, I'm really looking forward to it because whenever you speak at an event, you've got to, and it's also, you know, it's a, it's generally about our story of, of you know, of how we've scaled, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of e-commerce revenue over the last twenty years, and it's like whenever you're speaking about, you know, we've been we've been in this game for you know twenty years, and so, and and through that time, had looked at thousands of e-com. Mm. Uh, analytics, you know, sort of like three or four a day. I mean, obviously, you know, you know this, I kid you not. Like, we're literally nerds and we're looking at, you know, Google Analytics for different e-com businesses like every day, three or four a day for the last 20 years. And, um, well, since ever GA was existed, which is probably is about 20 years. Anyway, 
you know, when you, whenever he has to speak for like 35, I've got it about 45 minutes and you're trying to fit in, you know, the absolute essence, the core fundamental things that you've learned mm. um, over those 20 years. It's really, it's really interesting what comes out because, you know, you can't, go through everything and that that's quite tricky isn't it i think for you know when you've got so much you've had so many stories and you've had so much exposure mm. you know not i wouldn't you know no not that's not an intelligent thing it's literally we've just been exposed to more e-commerce stories very interesting to know actually what does it boil down to and 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 you know and there's those you know the three pillars you know the three pillars which yeah which I, you know, which is the math, the math, psychology, and the management, and 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 how I unpack those. I'd like you all to come, and then you know, you as as the Hammersley Brothers listeners, you you can see what you think. Is this? Let is this the, This isn't the first event you've be, you've done in, in in America. You did another one where they flew you over to New York a long time ago. Um, oh, a long, long time ago. So, but time I, ago, I, I think, think you could call this like... your first your first uh, uh, USA event. And I was trying to think; it's pretty much similar to when the Beatles went over to America, you know, it's that, it's that invasion, isn't it? I'm just looking on a map, actually. Atlanta is next to Birmingham, so you'll be at home because you you know Birmingham. But that's a very different Birmingham. What? It's quite big. Yeah, I've always loved the fact that, you know, you, you know you're proud. You're proud of, your, you know, what your brothers have well, like, well, if you're doing it, if, you to know. be honest, if you're doing it on your own and I'm completely out, off my radar, I was like, yeah, he's doing that. It's fine. He's on his own. He's all good. Well, they did say they did say say at some point we want we want both brothers there, and I was like, yeah. "Have you seen Mark? <laughs> like, do you, you know?" I've told you my speaking fee; it's a lot more than yours. <laughs> yours, <laughs> it's you can't see Mark in person. He's only he's behind the yeah. screen. He's very confident behind the screen in the microphone. I come on the Zoom calls. So I'm, you know I'm live everyone. on the Zoom calls. I'm live on the Zoom calls. Yeah. Anyway, well, let's yeah. let's get on to the topic because otherwise you'll fall asleep um, before we get there. So the we wanted to talk about that's what people want finding like how to basically find the the next big thing in the business that's actually going to move the needle. So one thing we always talk about is finding the lever within the lever within the lever that actually moves the business because uh, the I mean we talk to a lot of people and they they're kind of like moving around the site doing everything, uh, trying to do everything and putting lots of work in and getting very mixed results. And uh, if there's one thing yeah. that that we do, it's really kind of finding what to work on first, you know, like that, there's that, there's that old metaphor with the, one of the presidents, I can't remember of, of the United States when he says, if he's got five hours to chop down the tree, he'll spend four hours sharpening the ax. And it's not quite like that, but there's, you do you you want to kind of see what's going to move the needle the most and and e-commerce is that you've got all the data just sitting there and if you just sat down you know uh for for a little bit of time and just worked it out you just see that this if i improve that then it's going to be it's going to be really really uh really make a really big difference mm. and so uh, we've got a few stories about that and um let's i think this is probably the easiest way to kind of tell those is, is, is through stories so do you want to kick off with the the fashion business one? Yeah. And um... yeah, I do. I want yeah, I want to kick. And I think you, you're right. Just to, to as a good summary there, that 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 tends to be the biggest question people have in e-commerce is that is is what to do next. Um, because most of the time, people have a vague idea of of all the things they should be doing, 
and they fall into either like one one side or the other. They fall into the let's let's do everything, and basically when you when you try and do everything, you're basically doing nothing. You, you know that's what happens because you know you're all over the place, scattergun, and 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 then on the other side of it, if you if you are too too methodical and you're trying to get everything perfect. And I would say, actually, but you know, spending four hours to sharpen the axe would be somebody who would be a perfectionist, and and then you, you know, that that again is bad because you know you spend six months trying to do something perfectly, and and then you know by the time you launch or or roll something out, the market's moved on. So that that's bad as well. So there is something in the middle, and I think that's where you and I probably have spent most of our career is helping people navigate what to do next. And and someone asked me a question. In fact, this morning, which summarised it very well, and they said, "Okay, well, you know, take take conversion rate optimization. You know, crow. Um, you know, how how would you go about that?" And and I gave the story of of and this is this is a true story. Like all our stories are true. They're all based on real events. Now you um, said that. Now you said that all our stories are true. It sounds yeah. like they aren't true. It's like someone says. It's like yeah. a preface. It's kind of like, yeah, every, this is a true story. And it's like, well, I'm not sure it is now. Yeah. Now they're doubting yeah. everything. They just assumed it was. Well, no, I mean, they, you know, I mean, they, you know, you may have made up some, you know, crazy metaphor. Oh, well, my know, metaphors are real. Like walking into the Jesus. house and they're like, so, I mean, God knows. But, the, you know, the, yeah, the, the, I think the reason why it's a true this, the reason why I say it's a true story is because it, it's, it's a real conversation that happened exactly as, as I'm about to say. And there's a fashion brand in Manchester. Um, and this was going back probably about 10 years, doing about 25 million. And so, you know, decent size. And they they came to me and they said that, that you know, they'd spent six months trying to improve their checkout and they, they, they you know they, they were really disappointed because they spent six months improving it and spent a load of money on trying to trying to improve the checkout and uh, and they rolled it out and it had zero impact like nothing had changed like they, and they couldn't believe it like oh my god we thought this was going to be amazing like it was going to revolutionize can revolutionize conversion rate and it, it literally did nothing no change and they'd obsessed over it and everybody had spent ages on it like that's that's ridiculous like for God's sake, you know what the hell? And I said, well, well, what was what was your what was your your checkout stats before? Like what was you know what was the breakdown? And and you know their their checkout to to order stat was ninety two percent. Now they didn't know this, but ninety two percent checkout to order is very high. It's like above average. Like the average checkout to order stat is about eighty five percent. You know, you know for typical e commerce sites. So when people get into the checkout, eighty five percent of them. Um, place their order so like you know spending six months trying to make a 92 percent checkout perform better was you know a waste of time really and where they should have been spending time was their ads a basket because their ads a basket stat was under four percent so if they spent the same amount of time and budget on that um you know in the same period you know they, they'd have made you know a couple of extra million you know um i think this, i think the figure that you used to talk about was like 1.2 million because that's that's exactly what they did so so someone asked me the question well okay what did you do like what did they do like how how would you know where to start so you go well how did you figure that out so you're basically saying right well the first thing you do is you look at your your ad to basket your basket to check out and check out to order 
and you look at where you see it, where you sit against the average benchmark. So we always used to say average average add to basket ten percent, basket to check basket to check out fifty five percent, and check out to order eighty five. Now there's various different. We talk about numbers all the time, but the idea is you break those three things down, and then so you're then going well, where do we sit? And this particular client had a low add to basket. So you know what do you do, and you're going to you know, well, how do we improve it? Well, the low add to basket was because lots of people were landing on the product page so the next thing we do is you you break down where they're landing so as a percentage how many people land on the home page how many people land on the category and how many people land on the product in this particular business the fashion business it was about 65 percent of people landing on the product page i think okay well so there's and that's where they and that's because they've paid activities go so 65 percent of the people landing on the product page you know the product page is the page to go and then you say well well is it desktop is it mobile and it was 75 percent mobile so you say okay so the product page is where they're landing and 75 percent of them are on mobile so you therefore know well there's no point faffling around with the home page at this one is there like it's the product page is where it's at and it's mobile and um and the bounce rate you know the bounce rate on their product page was like 80 percent so you know it's like okay we know this stat we've got to improve but we've got to reduce the bounce rate on the product page on the mobile which is then going to increase the add to basket which increases the conversion rate which then increases the ROAS and then they can scale so you can see like there's a there's a logic to it like there's a there's a path that we would follow that what that story there is very typical yeah and as you were you were talking and this was a long time ago now i think we can mention who it was it was naked wines probably about 15 years ago now um and they brought us on to kind of help with their customer onboarding uh process and uh, one of the things we noticed was that it, after looking at that, that process, you know, the add to basket and the, the uh, basket to the basket to checkout and checkout to order was that the basket to checkout was quite poor in terms of getting people to the checkout. And, you know, once we saw that, it was very obvious what the reason was, because on this Naked Wine website, you had to put I think you had to put six wine bottles into your basket and choose like six to check out with. And. Of course, you know, when you're choosing your six wines, you want to get your best six wines and you want to do it. But they, they got one of those kind of slide out side baskets, which was really difficult for people to see what they got in their basket. And so we said, let's just take them to the cart page at this point. And um, so they can actually see the basket properly and they can see it. And maybe you can recommend other wines more easily based on what they, maybe they've got three in three wines in the basket. You could recommend some other wines that would fill up the basket and those kind of things. And it, it was it was it wasn't rocket science, it, but it, it was so obvious what to do and what to work on once we'd seen once we'd seen the flow of the site. And um, mm. I remember him coming back and saying, "Can we have more like that, please?" That's just added two million two million pounds worth worth to our revenue. I think it was, was five. It? Actually, it was five. It was five million. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, you know, the reason why we spotted that is because we just we compared them against the you know the industry standards. Like you know, their add to basket was quite high. Mm. You know, their their checkout to order was quite high, but their their basket to checkout was 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 below average. You know, well clearly there's a there, you know there's a there's an area there for optimization. You know, so you know generally that that's why you know, but with that approach, like very quickly, everybody then can take that 
method you know within five minutes and quickly analyze where their problems are. yeah yeah you know, add to basket 10 basket checkout 55 checkout to order 85 you know where they're landing 60 percent product page 70 percent mobile you know 80 percent bounce rate like you, you know you can do that in like a nanosecond. Well, nano, you know, that's probably slightly <laughs> too fast. <laughs> All right. 30 seconds. 30 seconds you can go and, you know, right, uh, this is it. This is the problem. So, you know. You're funny, though. I mean, you're funny because yeah, I'm sure it was it's... 2 million and now you're saying it's 5 million. It's like, you're, like Dad's friend, that Adrian guy. Who would, by the time, he, every time he told a story, <laughs> the, the, the boat would be jumping higher out of the water and, all that kind of stuff. So maybe in ten, listen to the podcast in five years' yeah. time, and it'll be it'll be twenty million. Well, you just got to you know you got to. Oh, it's true. With inflation, you know. you, it probably is. It probably not quite quite yeah. that much. Listen, it was always five million. Was it? it was always because they were doing fifty million, and it, conversion went up by ten percent. Right. That was what it was. It was always I'll five. Have to go and look at my emails from two thousand and four or whatever it was. Um, uh, and I th- that just just on another point is that that technique where you're finding the lever within the lever can also work for things like Google Shopping. So Google Shopping, by its design, tends to push the same products over and over. So it will tend to sell the same products, um, and that's fine. And obviously, you can improve those products. If you improve those landing pages of those products, then you're going to do a lot better. Um, you know, it's, it's not... Un- uncommon to go into a Google shopping account and let's say you've got 3,000 products and go the last 30 days and say, well, how many of these products have not got clicks? And you- you'll tend to get 50 to 60, 70, even 70% of the products that haven't had any clicks for the last 30 days. And so the Google gets its favorites. And so it has two favorites. First of all, it has favorites it's twice to sell. And, and obviously, if you go and improve the um, landing page experience of those products, your Google Shopping results are going to massively improve compared to you know improving all products. And the second thing it does is it will give certain products very high impressions, but won't necessarily have very high click-through rates on them. So what Google saying to you is, it's like, I like this product. I think we've got a lot of search impression share for this product. Um, so I'm putting it out there, but people aren't clicking clicking on it for, for, for whatever reason. So those products... If you, I mean, and usually it's like, you know, it drops off pretty quickly. You usually have like five or 10 of those products that are really high impression on the big accounts, small accounts, you might get one or two. But obviously, if it's getting high impressions, if you, if you change the titles on those high impression, low click through uh, products and the, the images to get a better click through rate, then it's going to have a much bigger effect on the overall account than changing the other products. So in Google, you know, Google, like like the website, there's those levers within levers that that make a big difference to the overall And I'll just say, just to put put it in context, because I I completely agree with what you're saying. And it's like, you know, if you, let's say, you know, you're you're an e-com business and you've got like a thousand products, um, which actually is not that many for, for, you know, some people have, you know, I mean, you know, tens of thousands, but even if you've got like, you know, 300 and you've got to say, right, you've got to improve your, your shopping fee, you know, you've got to change the titles, you've got to go and optimize your title. And it's like, well, well, what for the, you know, for that many products, that's a lot of products mm. to go and do all your imagery. You know, see so like, so what happens is you don't do it because it becomes a massive job. Yeah. Um, and then you sort of leave and you go, Oh What's yeah. What's annoying I about thought, you know, Google? 
should go. What's annoying about Google is that, say, you've got a clothing website, and you might have like 300, 300 clothing different kind like shirts and trousers and all that kind of stuff. Google will put will force you to put them in each of the sizes in separately. So say you've got like three colors on each of the shirts and and then maybe 10 sizes. Obviously, you're going to end up with thousands of products in there. But what the difficulty is, is that um, they will sit underneath something called an item group ID. So like the blue shirt will have an item group ID. And underneath that blue shirt, you will have all the sizes of that blue shirt. But really, when people search for blue shirts, most people don't search for the size. So they don't go blue, um, you know, 38-inch shirt or whatever. They search for color, sorry, the 15-inch shirt, for example. Um, they don't search for it. And so Google will just put the product that it thinks is most relevant in front of them. And what you really want to be able to do in, in Google Ads is, is be able to see the stats by item group ID because that's really the image and the title that they're seeing. Um, but you can't by default. You have to, mm. um, you kind of have to work out a way a way around it. So you you, you kind of have to pull the results off and then and then um, mirror it with the item group ID or use a, use a different tool. But that's really what you're trying to do because, like, I'm just talking to people who maybe haven't got that much stats yet. And if they're selling clothing, they might only have a few impressions kind of scattered around things, uh, different products. But actually, on the item group ID, you've probably got a lot more data to show how that product's improving. So if you think about it, that product is, you know, if you if you aggregate them together, then 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 you'll be able to see, well, it's that blue shirt is actually the one that's being shown the most. Um, even though it's it's kind of spread out across 10 different sizes, it's actually being shown the most. And if I improve that one, that's what's going to happen. So yeah. digressed. I'll say I'll tell you the other I know the other well I'll I'll tell you the other thing which is slightly off topic, but the other thing that I find interesting about how Google Google Ads will pick up a particular product and it'll you know it'll become its favorite and you know it'll start to push it um even you know just because it's you know it, it's kind of got a bit of data in the background of it but it might not necessarily be the, you know the right product for the customer so you know let's say you know that example that you know blue shirt in Google shopping well you you know you you might be a business that's got 20 different types of blue shirts and um you know, so, you know, whereas Google's going to go, well, I'm going to push this one, you know, well, how has they decided, you know, because lots of the searches are quite generic. So it's, you've got to sort of start thinking, well, this is the, you know, when they land on that product page, you know, which typically the bounce rate, you know, on a, on a, on a Google shopping product page, typically it's really high, mm. you know, it's like can be up like 80, 80 odd percent. And in fact, somebody, somebody emailed me this morning and asked me that question said, oh, you know, we know that our, uh, our, you know, it's probably quite typical for a product page to be bouncing at like eighty percent from Google Shopping. But what what can we do about it? I was like, well, you know, if you've got your greeter statement sorted out, like your positioning statement, which is obviously key, the next thing to to do is to make sure that people can find the right product. That it isn't, you know, the navigational flow there. And the, and the and the first thing I always look at is the breadcrumbs. Like, make sure your breadcrumbs are like really visual and easy. And this particular client had had no had no breadcrumb whatsoever. So you know, if if you don't give them a really easy access to go and look at all the other blue shirts, and literally a goddamn category link at the top, it's as simple as it needs to be. Um, guess what they're going to do? They're going to they're going to bounce. They're going to go back into Google or wherever they've they've come from. Mm. You know, so you've got to give them an easy route into the rest of the 
um, collections. Yeah, you know that's that's, rele that's relevant. So, you know, there's another example of how you kind of got to navigate your way through. You know, Google has its little favourites, and you got to you got to roll with it. But there's no point saying, "Oh, Google, can you not push that product?" Like it doesn't care yeah, who you. It are. likes really. You try and get an it's answer. It's like a product that's got a lot of history on. So there's like. One of the clients has got this brass mm. button blazer, which doesn't really sell that well, but it's like old school. It's got a it's got a market for it, and it just loves it. It just pushes it over and over and over again, and it's like, do not push that. Push the new the new season stuff, and you have to actually bring them out to their own campaign and give them some budget because Google just ignores it. Otherwise, it just doesn't just yeah. doesn't work like that. Um, so I just just wanted to say something one about Facebook um, advertising because. Uh, in the same way uh, uh, that we're talking about the lever within the lever, like let's say you've gone and done a new um, photo shoot for your new home decor range. And, you know, you've got maybe 300, 400 different images. And, you know, because your experience on Facebook ads is that one of those images or maybe maybe 5% of those images are going to be winners are going to be way, way, way better at selling everything else than, than the other ones. And you see this all the time, like with um, with menswear, with um, with with campaigns that work, you'll get these kind of magic images that'll just do really well. And we, we've certainly had it with our own stuff selling the book as well. With you know certain magic images work, and others others don't. But you you, you really want to be able to find those magic images quickly. And so you know being able to um, use kind of maybe I was talking it was a technique that I went through with the level two people yesterday and, and you should watch that presentation um if you can but um in a nutshell we were using traffic campaigns with with, with basic images to find out which one had the highest click-through rate very quickly to, to be able to kind of start um it, it's more about getting rid of the duds rather than finding the winners straight away because if we can get to those winning images faster um we're going to make a lot more more uh, revenue sooner because we're going to get to that point without having to use you know the testing testing budget to get there so like it, it, knowing that there's kind of almost one you know one winner takes all on the facebook ads you kind of want to kind of be able to hone in on on those images so that you can find that image which is the, the it's the lever within the lever within the lever like with one of those 300 images is the image that is gonna is gonna smash it um and so you've 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 got to have a process well to you're find basically it. leaning yeah. in aren't you find you're finding you're finding a, a way of of seeing what's working and then and leaning in yeah and then eventually i mean i said to somebody this morning i said you've got to think about e-commerce as it's continually in beta mode you know it's never finished no. you know you, you know you can't and, and you're never going to get it perfect by sitting in a sitting in a you know dark room and then emerging also it, it's, it's so oh, public yeah, it's, it's so public it's not like a business to business business where people are ringing up and they they're telling them stuff and what's happening behind the scenes but with like business you know e-commerce when even business to business online you can see what your competitors are doing right in front of you so the idea that you're going to create some kind mm. of magic um tool that's going to it's going to beat the competition for like 20 years it's not going to happen because they're going to go they yeah. are growing we know they're growing We've got talking to staff from them that are going, what are they doing? Oh, let's go do the website. Oh, they're doing this. Oh, they're doing that. So it's very difficult. You've got to keep moving. You've always got to be one step ahead. You have. And to be honest, you know, I think what happens is that, you know, as you get the, 
I mean, this is obviously what everybody wants, really. But, you know, in an econ perspective, as you get a, you know, momentum, you get momentum with Google and you get momentum with Meta um, and you get momentum with your, you know, you building your audience, you know, your email database. And it then becomes harder for people to catch up because you've got that momentum. Mm. You know, you've got that, you know, in, in, you know, in old worlds, it'd be first mover advantage, but you know, it, that's generally what it's about. It's not, it's not necessarily you're doing anything, you know, uniquely different, but you just, you've got so much trust, you've got the scale. You've got trust in the market. Is, yeah, yeah. You have, well, yeah. Well, you've got more trust too. And also you then, you're able to then buy better too. So you're able to put more, you know, you're able to buy better margin, you know, bigger quantity. And, and then it just becomes mm. a lot harder for people to. Well, look what's happened. Looks what's happened to us, so, like selling our book on, on Facebook. Like when I first started selling the book on Facebook, you know, did we get bad comments? And then by the time I woke up and saw them to delete them, you know, it, it, people had seen it. But now if someone gives me a bad comment, the people who've read the book come and comment and say it's a great book. You know, it's just you start building like kind of like a, a, a trust field around you and people kind of trust you what you're doing. And, um, and, and, and e-commerce is like that. And they go, yeah, this is great business. I really enjoyed it. And I have, this is my fifth sheet that I've bought. And, you know, it starts building a little bit of a snowball into a, you know, into a, into a well, I suppose what we're saying is it gets, this is what we're saying is it gets easier. I would say, you know, the, the zero to 1 million is as hard as the one to five. Yeah. Million. Yeah. I, I'd almost say mm-hmm. that the first, that the hardest is your zero to a hundred. It's because because you what hundred million no <laughs> to a hundred thousand like the, the startup like hundred pounds like the, the the startups like they they don't realize it. Um, but the reason I because I do the I do the twenty k core program and you know one of the reasons I do it and I do it personally is because they don't realize it. But one of what they're trying to do is actually the hardest part of e-commerce. Getting something growing, starting from scratch is actually the hardest thing to do. Once you, once you, someone comes along and they go doing like, you know, 20, 30 grand a month, so much easier to, to double that than, than starting from zero. Yeah. But I really enjoy it. I really enjoy going through and starting something from nothing with, with people. And that's why, that's why I do the 20 K core group. So um, anyway, that's, that's a little, you know, uh, that's kind of moving off topic, but it, but the I was just looking yeah. back at our list. We we do make notes, like uh, contrary to what Ollie says in the other podcast, we do make notes. We know what we're talking about. But the um like if like, say if you want to improve the uh, uh the emails like abandonment emails, you know like go and look at what ninety percent of the emails that are sending, and you'll have you'll probably find it's the welcome email. And if you do one split test, split test the welcome email because that's the one that ninety percent of people see. You know, like it, there's always an email, there's always um, a piece in a sequence that is actually getting seen way, way, way more than than, than others. And so it's it, such a good point, because like with email, like, you know, people go, oh, God, I know. I know our email flows are bad. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. we've been meaning to get around to them. Of like two years we've been thinking about. Oh, I know. Oh, don't look at them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, like, and well, they're going to do this elaborate look thing. At them. But it's and like you go. Oh, and it takes months and amazing, and just go and do, just go and do like this. You've got like you know, a, a three-part welcome series, and they're the ones that that, that is, <laughs> that is the only thing people are actually yeah. opening and clicking on to go and look at those. Yeah, you do those in an afternoon. I know, I know, and it's just like they they think they've got to do the whole thing, and it's like, well, you okay, yes, but you do realize this email, which is the fiftieth email in the sequence, has only been opened by two people a year. 
So it's not really as important as the first email that everybody sees. And if you, if you get the first email right, they're much more likely to see the other emails that come in the sequence because that's what they uh, um, that, that's what affects whether they see it or not. You know, it, it moves things down. Um, also, the positioning so yeah. that I've been banging. Well, I've been banging on about positioning for, for a month now just because it's my new thing. And I think it's really important. And that's what I was teaching last night. I was teaching a way the different methods to find the positioning on the on the on the on the site um, using using maths and and, uh, and and techniques. What are you basically just just to confirm, I'm with you, but just hearing it for, for you to say it for the first time, realizing maybe people don't know what we mean by when we say positioning. Really, we're saying really is how you position the, your e-commerce store against the mark, you know, against the market, yeah. the competitor. So what you want people to believe. You, know, you stand for yeah um hang on ian yes, i did a venn diagram for some... i did a i did a venn diagram and I've, did a... yeah i'm quite proud of this what so people can't see no, but... a ve- no, you if, know if, what it if, is if you're running on the treadmill like you're gonna be like oh god no i will i'll explain it very very easy so imagine three circles three mean? circles overlapping no too complicated you know, everybody knows what a venn diagram is. <laughs> i'm joking you wally <laughs> Come so on. three things. Get going. Three things are something the customer cares or is anxious about. So that's that's obviously has to be something the customer cares or is anxious about. Something that we can prove about our company. So it needs to be a provable thing, and then it needs to be something that can be communicated quickly. And those three things. If you get those right, you've got your positioning right. Because if it's something the customer cares about, say that again. Sorry, something the cust- I drifted off. Sorry. Then. Something you said, Venn diagram. Yeah, something the customer really cares about. So it's like an anxiety that. So you got three circles. Yeah. Sorry, you got three circles. Yeah. Right. What's in the left one? The one on the left is something we can prove about our company. So it has to be something we can prove. Like, yeah. so you can't position yourself and say we've got the most amazing blue socks and you only sell green socks. It doesn't make sense. You know, you've got to position yourself on okay. something. Something you can prove. Prove about your company. So, like, Spoke yeah. London can prove that they got better fit because they got four hundred sizes very simple but it's and then but it's got to be something that the customer cares about or is anxious about so if spoke london says we've got 400 different buttons on our jeans like the customer doesn't care be like yeah whoop tea you know it doesn't doesn't matter but they've got 400 different sizes and the customer cares about fit particularly for people who are really Mm. tall or really small or slightly portly you know they're going to care about it and then it's something that can be communicated quickly because Really, if you've got an advert on Facebook or Google, you don't have 20 minutes to sit them down and talk about why, you know, like, let's say someone's selling cloud computing and it's a new different cloud computer. You, they, they, you just can't, you can't sit them down and talk about it for, for an hour. So, like, the best ones of positioning is when you've got all those, all three. It's basically so many people care about, some of the, the customers are anxious about, and somebody can communicate really quickly. And that's the positioning. So, like, Spoke London is, is fit, for example, and um, Thursday Boot Company is uh, high quality boots for uh, the lowest possible margin, things like that. So, you, it, and you know, you know, I, you know what? Can I just frame why why we're talking about positioning in 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 a podcast where we've said, you know, how to find the lever within the lever, or how to you know the eighty twenty rule, and it because, you know what, it's it's massively important mm. isn't it for ecom like for from a from a growth perspective and a conversion rate perspective is actually understanding how you are going to position your e-commerce store um 
and it's some it's it, it like we, we've we've seen dramatic results in our own e-commerce mm. brands um as as well as other people's of of just revolutionizing that positioning and then all of a sudden it's people go ah you're right that's that's yeah mm. i'm in the right place this is why i should buy and then you back it all up with 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 evidence of of lots of customers saying the same thing and raving about it and it's like all of a sudden the whole the whole marketing strategy makes sense mm. um you know everything gets aligned and it's like well, that's the re- it that's the growth there you are off you the go. reason it fits in is because one of those positionings that you could possibly position yourself as will make a will wait massively uh, massively increase the conversion rate compared to the other ones so like you were talking to that spare parts company in america and you were saying well it could be about price it could be about speed of delivery it could be about this it could be about that it could be about your experience but one of those elements, and if you position yourself as the best at that and then leverage that up, now you're still going to talk about, you know, fast delivery or all those kind of stuff on the site, but they're necessary, but not sufficient. But positioning one of those and, and, and having something that's quickly believable about one of those items will be worth 10 of the other ones. And so therefore, finding the lever within the lever is if you can find the positioning angle that mm. actually works for you, you are finding something that really will rocket the growth of the company and that's why i've been yeah. spending the past two or three months teaching everybody and that, about yeah and that's why and that's why we put it in in one of the absolute must-have you know uh, topics wouldn't we mm. of, of, of scanning an e-commerce brand because that's what that's the first thing that we'll often look at after we do the maths and we look at the math yeah. and the margin the life to customer value and the, you know understanding how much we can afford to pay to recruit a customer and you know that's obviously critical yeah you know but but then the next thing is it's closely followed by um you know the positioning of the brand actually and obviously you know the conversion rate but it just it 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 pulls everything through that that question you know, so, that question which is you know like the positioning can it be communicated quickly is one of the things that i'm looking at um now and I, I you know because when you teach something you don't realize what you know but once you teach it and you kind of formalize it, it becomes a thing and then i'm noticing that, that it's actually what i'm looking for so i'll go and look at a product page and i'll go what is being communicated to me quickly and if there's to be honest a lot of the time there's nothing there's no positioning there there's nothing there that stands out and you go okay well that's what's going to happen to a new customer they don't know they don't know what 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 this yeah. is where i am you have to give them a map well it started it, it, it... Yeah, it did. I mean, it started when we, you know, were doing the anxiety analysis, and when we understood well, what do people, what do people want, what they're raving mm-hmm. about, and what don't they want, like what they're moaning about, and then you go, well, are we answering those two things on the site? And you know, is it in the right place? Can they see yeah. it? And often the answer is no. We're not talking about it at all. And B, if we are, they can't see it. It's hidden in the footer or in terms and conditions, or you know, it's somewhere, it's somewhere in a random place. So. Yeah, that and that again, then you know that all then gets put put into the positioning, yeah. doesn't it? Really, and then and actually, and it's and it and it transcends itself throughout the entire e-commerce business. Like, you know, the Facebook Meta ads, the email, mm. you know, abandonment emails, the welcome series, you know, the website itself, you know, everything. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and like, let's say you were, to, I mean, let's say let's break something down. Let's say you was right. You're looking at a growth model, and you go right. I've I've got to get new customers up by fifteen percent. And you go, well, okay, what do new customers buy? And they say, well, most most good customers tend to buy these five products. 
And so therefore, if we work on these five products instead of the other 300 products, we're actually going to get new, more new customers coming on. And it, 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 it's very simple once you break it down, what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, well, you could say the same thing with like lifetime customer value. We yeah. like, you know, what we said, you know, some products will, will give a higher lifetime customer value than others. So, you know, where do you want to spend your advertising money? We spend your advertising money on the ones that give a better lifetime customer value because then it becomes easier. Yeah. Yeah. For you. you know, you push, you push the winners harder. All the categories that do that. You know, rather yeah. than just, yeah. The, yeah. It, it, yeah. It kind of like the data just gives you, it just becomes so simple. It's like, oh, if you want to do that, then you've got to go through this you door. You just got to look. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, I mean, obviously, you know, there's a danger that we're making it sound way too easy. And um, and obviously, it's not easy. But, you know, there's got to be a method for you to approach how you want to grow it. You can't just feel like you're going to grow it and go, I've got to work really, really hard. Because like we've said this before, like we, you know, when we were, when we were younger, we were, we were, you know, naive. And we thought that through hard work and determination, we could make any business succeed. And obviously now we realize that we, that was stupid. Mm. <laughs> and, and, um, uh, but we thought, we, you know, we could just sort of figure out a way. And, and actually, you know, looking back, you know, there were businesses that we started, you know, a long time ago that we probably wouldn't now. Yeah. Well, we definitely wouldn't. But then like when we managed to like, you know, get them to a certain point, but, but generally like, you know, because we're doing this so much for so many people, we've had to find a method that we can quickly go, okay, what's the what's the simplest, fastest thing we can do for the least amount of effort that's going to give us the best return? And that that is that's happening all the time, isn't mm. it? And and you know, navig and that's why you know, you'll probably hear us banging on about, you know, quit, cutting through some of the BS out mm. there that when people talk about, oh, you've got to make your website faster, like it's got to be really, really fast and people are going to magically buy and you should spend the next six months trying to make your website faster. Mm. And it's like, well, what, 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 that's stupid. I mean, that just, you know, that doesn't make sense. That's like putting a, you know, a self-service checkout till, like a Tesco supermarket you know, till kiosk in a in a high end jewelry store. That's just mm. that's not going to make people buy. One thing, one yeah, thing is that's been, not why um, they buy. One thing that's been interesting is that sometimes people like they come on the ads and they say, "Oh, um, you know, if you can't do teach," and um, oh, first of all, that's very offensive to teachers for a start. <laughs> but um, I think that. You know, obviously we got. Well, we do yeah, but, do. Who said that? No, but yeah, but we do. You never listen to your customers. What, what I'm going to say, <laughs> what I'm going to say is, is that like obviously we've done, we did lots of stuff, and we looked lots of stuff, and we can, and then we started teaching. But I, what I, what I was going to say was that the, the the art of teaching, the actual fact that I've been teaching now for the past three years, as well as doing, has made me so much better at what I'm doing. Because when you have to teach, you can't. You have to bring out of your mind the things that you do intuitively. And when you bring them out intuitively and form them into a model, you actually get better at implementing yourself because you kind of go, oh, that's why I'm doing it. And that's why I'm doing it. And it becomes more repeatable. And I, I would say that I've got so much better over the last three, three years at, you know, I was doing it before and I was able to kind of do things. But I, I, I have got become a lot more systematic and a lot better by having mm. We well, have to, 
you have to dissect the you know the the, the model don't you? you because you have to be able to repeat it yeah you know so you know take take a concept like we've been talking about now you, you've got it you've got to be able to repeat this multiple multiple times and so you have you force yourself to actually understand what steps you've got you go you've gone through and i fully agree with that I've, i mean i've heard lots of people say that but that is so true isn't it once you actually try and teach it to another another business you, you know you actually go oh that's actually yeah because you don't it. know what you're doing you don't know what you're doing unless you have to communicate yeah. you just kind of come in kind of all guns blazing you go da, 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 like, like the stuff we did with naked wines like wasn't really a formula there really i mean we did look at different stuff but we just knew what to do but we didn't know why we were doing it it was just kind of like yeah well i think mm. we should do this here we should do that here like but now if we you know we're looking at it again it'd be very much more like oh this is why we're doing it this is where we're going to do it this is where we're going to find the gains this is why it's here so very interesting process yeah. yeah yeah okay well thank you very much ian it, 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 no it's a pleasure good well then yeah enjoy your you're going to fiji aren't you next yeah. week is it next week yeah, no, fiji. Week yeah next week yeah it's tomorrow they get you tomorrow okay. and then um yeah and then uh oh. i'm just away for a week and i'll have uh i'll have a phone with me but i'm in a little island in um in the middle of nowhere it's literally the island is so small that you couldn't even run around it you couldn't go for a morning run it's like literally so little um Perfect, it is really because yeah. then there's something like oh i would go for a morning run but uh um can't it's too small so let's see all right <laughs> <laughs> all right Ian, I'll, speak, I'll speak to you next week cheers okay Bye. Cheerio.